The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who's around this town tonight. Hey, welcome to Kwame Lazar Sports Talk Monday morning, Phoenix, Arizona, VoiceAmerica.com. Alex Clancy and Demery Lachey in studio. Call me, I don't believe will be joining us today, so we're holding it down. Got a lot to talk about today, welcoming Demery back from his little vacation. Um, we're going to talk all-star starters. Why I For the uh, Major League Baseball, I don't understand why fans have any say in the vote if the game actually matters. We'll talk about that probably in the third or fourth segment. Johnny Menzel has lost his damn mind again. Josh Gordon right there with him. We'll definitely talk about that first. And we'll talk NBA free agency the chance of LeBron that ends up back in Miami, Cleveland, definitely uh, looks to that Los Angeles is not a viable option anymore. I'm not sure if it ever was. Carmelo Anthony is fighting between the Knicks and the Lakers for where he will fi- find his next home. So we'll cover all of it today. First off, Demery, how was the vacation? Oh, the vacation was it was lovely. It was well needed. Um, it was a long trip, long expensive trip, but it was worth it. Uh, just went back home to Indy for a little bit, celebrated my daughter's first birthday. She turned one years old, and then I took her down to Orlando with me. Um, I had to go work the event uh, for the American Youth Football Foundation, and spent the week down there. Took her, you know, took her to her first time to a beach and things like that. Went to Universal Studios, so it was well worth it, but well expensive. Yeah, so. yeah I believe it. Glad to be back in the valley, though. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, so Johnny Manziel. Oh, boy. Uh, I have a couple takes on Johnny Menzel. Number one, if you haven't seen yet, there's a picture that I believe TMZ put out of him looking like he's rolling up some sort of currency in a bathroom in a party in Vegas. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, I've, any time that you see a rolled up dollar bill, especially in this day and age, especially around athletes, it can only mean that bad things are happening. And the NFL has come down and said that they could drug test him anytime they want. Traditionally, you get one mandated drug test per year, and then if you get enrolled in the uh, in the drug um, thing that they have, you know, they call it so many different things, that you you have 10 random drug tests a month. That happens after, I believe, four uh, drug test where you get popped. So this is kind of this is kind of outside of the rules, but the NFL can do this whenever they want. They just don't normally do it. Uh, Cleveland Browns say that Johnny Manziel will have a drug test waiting for him when he comes back from Vegas. Earlier, he was pictured with Justin Bieber, Floyd Mayweather, <laughs> partying. This is this is awful. 
uh, and and one of the first things that I think of when I when I see all of these things transpire is that he has no respect for the Cleveland Browns organization. I don't think that if he got drafted by Dallas or drafted by pretty much anybody that has been relevant over the past decade, I don't think he'd be doing this. And Johnny Manziel thinks he's bigger than the world and, and continues to do so. There's an argument for him being a kid and wanting to have fun in the offseason and, and everything in that regard. But he hasn't done anything yet. I mean, he hasn't even played it down in the NFL. And Brian Hoyer just got a little bit of a bump, a little bit of an extension to be their starting quarterback. And he must be the happiest person in Cleveland because he knows that he is safe. Unless Johnny Manziel comes on the field and and and, and sparks the team right away, which which worked in college, I I just don't think that it'll it'll translate directly to the NFL right away. So all of these things that are happening, he he was pictured as with with a big wad of cash and using it as a as a phone. It's now called the money phone. Um, parties with Gronk over Memorial Day, you know there are things that you can and can't do. And obviously he's a very polarizing figure in the media as well as obviously in the in the world of football. But at some point, doesn't he have to look at himself and be like, am I, am what am I, am what I doing? What I'm doing is right. Is, is it right? Is it respectful of the Cleveland Browns, of his new teammates, that he has to impress, yeah. and the NFL as a whole? I, I just don't see it. Well, I just think, I mean, he's just doing things that he's always used to been doing. Because, you know, Johnny Mizell, he's not your typical – uh, came from a broken home story. So he's used to being around a lot of money, used to being around bigger parties than most others, you know, go through at a younger age. So uh, with this rolling the money in the bathroom scene, I mean, you could put two and two together, you know, being in Vegas, rolling money in the bathroom, Justin Bieber, Floyd Mayweather. I mean, and the signs are really not that not that good right now for Johnny Mizell and for the taxes he got caught for with TMZ. But, I mean, you never know. He could have just been rolling up the money just to put, you know, maybe he was wearing tight jeans that day and just had to fit into his pockets. But uh, it's not a good look for Cleveland. Uh, he is definitely disrespecting their uh, – he's de- definitely disrespecting the organization in Cleveland. But, um, I, I, don't, I mean, I guess he has to gain his respect back once July 26th and once camp gets started. Up for Cleveland, um, he's definitely has a lot to prove now because he's his at, his antics off the field are really showing, and it's not looking that bright for him. I don't think you could trust a guy, especially at a quarterback position, and a guy Brian Hoyer, Hoyer, you know that he's just in his playbook doing the right thing. I mean, no one knows what he's doing. He doesn't have cameras following him around, so you can't say like you know he's he has a clean slate as well. So um, no, he doesn't have the cameras around. But I mean, I mean this time at least. Menzel wasn't really at least he was working in Vegas when he went there he had to work the elite 11 camp um the high school quarterback camp so I mean there's a reason why he was in Vegas this time I guess you could say but at the same time you don't yeah you it's a bad look when you're rolling up money getting caught with it on camera I hope that's not what I think it is yeah. for Johnny Menzel I'm a big Johnny Menzel fan I'm not being biased I mean to me, yeah, the off-field antics has to has to stop. It yeah. has to come to a stop at one point. Yeah, and in in college, you get to get away with it because I mean, he was the best player on Definitely, the field yeah. most of the time when he was playing in college football, and all the frat parties that he got kicked out of, and and all the things going to Miami, throwing out the first pitch in San Diego. He performed on the field. 
you know, their their defense was awful, and he was always given the crutch of the defense being awful because he put up points and you know they won a bowl game and he, whatever he did what he was supposed to do in college. Okay, he went. They went to the SEC. They were top ten uh, for the majority of the time that he was there, except for the tail end of, of his second year. But when you get to the NFL, there are different rules. And to your point about you know broken homes and everything like that, this is a life experience for him in the NFL. This isn't life or death. You know, and I, and he's really treating it like that. And this is pretty unprecedented. You know, you have you have a, a trust fund baby, for lack of a better phrase, coming into the NFL who's very talented at his craft. He's a difference maker. You can't really put him into, oh, he plays like this person because there hasn't really been somebody with the skill set of Johnny Manziel at his size and frame. So when he comes to camp, he's going to have to prove himself. You know, he's even more so than before all of this offseason crap that's going on. And if, if he doesn't perform, this could be the quickest exit from, from a, a highly touted guy coming out of college in a long time. You know, he could be gone. This is not something that, that, that should be taken lightly. And he's, it seems like he's taking it lightly. However, we've always given him the benefit of the doubt because he's performed on the field. So we still have to do that until he fails on the field, which, again, I hope he doesn't. I don't hope anybody fails. Right. So he can do whatever he wants if he performs. And then the if he performs part is even more highly magn- uh, magnified than it was when he was in college because he pretty much looked like he just walked on the field and performed. Yeah. So I mean, well, he pretty much did, especially after he got suspended after that suspension senior or this past um, this past season, when he just walked on the field and threw for like three hundred yards in the second half. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it was against Rice. Yeah, but I mean, you could see right when he got on the field, it's like, okay, this guy's special, and yeah. nobody's ever questioned that. Nobody's ever questioned his skill set. No doubt. But can you cut? Can you remove a guy? Like, would you remove a guy just from if not not if you're Cleveland because Cleveland needs any sort of pulse <laughs> in that state. I mean, look at Cleveland right now. You have Johnny Manziel issues, Josh Gordon issues, which we'll talk about in a minute, and the flirting with LeBron James again, which, again, we'll talk about a little later. But if Johnny Manziel wants to take over that city, he needs to start acting right. And this could turn easily into a Jim McMahon situation where you have a crazy talent, and then I hope that drugs and alcohol don't become an issue, because, again, he's a kid, so issues with drug and alcoholism at that age are often overlooked. Because, you know, well, he's just being a kid. He's just partying. You know, right. he's, he's, he's newly 21. So th- that, that's, that's where the crutch is there. But it'll be very interesting to see if he puts his game face on, if he puts his I'm now an employee of a National Football League franchise on when he puts that red jersey on uh, when camp opens. Yeah. So you think... With his performance, you know, just thinking hypothetically, like in the future, if he performs as well as he did in college, or even to a stint of it, do you give? Would you pass? Like his? Would you give him a pass? Where and, and, and it's tough to answer that it, it, because he all eyes have been on him since he was in high school. You know, Johnny Football is coming out of out of Texas. He's staying in Texas. If, if he wants to be, a, if he wants to go down in history, he's staying in Texas, going to Texas A and M, and he's performed through college. With a lackluster team of me and Mike Evans, who went what sixth overall to Tampa Bay. Yeah, he had Luke Jokel as his as his left tackle for his freshman year, who's now kind of sputtered out a little bit in, in his first year. I think he was hurt his first year 
um, in the NFL. But he didn't have much else. So he's done a lot with nothing, and he's going to have to do a lot with nothing again, especially if Josh Gordon is out for the year or longer. I mean, this could be a Justin Blackman situation. So I, it, it, to answer your question, if it comes down to it, and he, he's a pro bowler in three years, mm. and he's still doing this, <laughs> I, I don't know. Because you, don't, you can't do both. Where's Andrew Luck right now? Probably he's got his nose in a book watching film. Where's Tom Brady right now? He's been in the league 16 years, and he's doing the same thing in the offseason. Yeah. Peyton Manning, same thing. Now, are their lives as exciting and as fun? I guess Tom Brady's would be married to Giselle. But are, his lives, are their lives as fun as what Johnny Manziel is experiencing right now? And I would obviously say the answer would be no. Obviously, Manziel is younger. He hasn't done anything in the NFL. He doesn't have that. I don't think he'll ever have that drive that Peyton Manning and Tom Brady have. But, again, to fully answer your question, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know because it, it, it will be unprecedented. I mean, I, I think when it comes to on the field, he, I mean, he's a baller at the end of the day. I, I mean, his drive, mindset, off the field probably is not like Peyton Manning's or Tom Brady's. But he, you still see something special about like you said earlier. I mean, he has it. I don't, we don't know where it comes from, but he just needs to – you can't give him a pass for off the field antics. He, needs, he just needs to knock it off, especially but, right now. So what's going to make him stop? Hopefully, uh, camp, somebody come up, knock him out, give him a little shot, and tell him, hey, let's go. It's, it's, it's time. You know, playtime's over. I wonder, I wonder if he wouldn't just laugh that off. Call me last at a sports talk, 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy, Demer Lachey in studio. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You are going global with gas. Man. Is that Matt the intern? That's here. Look, I made this show. Dude, you totally made it, man. You were doing the Big Brother tryout today. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. All right, let's come on. Let's play drug code. Where'd you learn that, Cheech? Drug school. Yeah. Are we going to play porn and music or not? This program contains sexually explicit dialogue. Discretion is advised. Live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. Going global with gas. Man. How the hell do they know that I got gas? We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Welcome back. Call me last night Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy, Demery Lachey in studio. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Download the Voice America radio app. Easy to listen to. My mom does it, so you should be able to do it. 
9 to 10 Pacific Standard Time, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Check us out. Johnny Manziel, idiot. Demery Lachey, what do you think about Josh Gordon? So he's already in hot water with the NFL with uh, substance abuse. He's in the drug program is one word for it in, in, in the NFL, and he just got arrested for a DWI over the weekend. Yeah. What do you think, number one, what do you think Josh Gordon's thinking? What do you think Cleveland's going to do about it? See, what I, what I, when, it, when I heard about this news with Josh Gordon, I just, you know, I just thought about it as, okay, the first few times, you know, when you got caught the first time, you got your four-game suspension, you got a pass. Because you came back the next year, and it was your rookie year, you came back the next season and just dominated the NFL. You put your name in the top tier of the NFL, not only wide receivers, but athletes, you know, in in the National Football League. Like, you put your name up there now. So, to go along with getting caught again with marijuana possession, to get along, to go along with getting caught with a DWI, um, it's time for him to depart, not only from the Browns, but I think he's, they're going to suspend him from the NFL for quite some time. He's going to be in the doghouse. I don't see him, his career is definitely going to be shaky after this. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, down the guy or anything, but uh, at the same time, I mean, you you pay for what you do. And right now it's not looking too hot. You're Cleveland, I mean, they already had to deal with a case in the uh, Johnny football, but now Josh Gordon, who's a guy who's been with them for a few years now, I mean, you're expected. You're an NFL. You're an NFL player. You know, you you gotta expect to stop doing those type of things. I mean, you can understand like if you're young, if you're a rookie, you know, you don't know about or how often you get caught. You know, you really don't have a face in the NFL. Now you do. Now you got police officers and uh, people of the law who knows your face, who knows you around the city of Cleveland. You've done many events and community services as well, so they know you. These antics have to stop. I mean, I don't know what it's, what's going on in the city of Cleveland. I mean, I don't know how many passes you need to get before, you know, you got to dismiss this guy. But I think he's done um, with the NFL. It's going to be hard for him to sign with another team. I mean, you just you don't sure? trust guys like that. I mean, yeah, his talent is his talent is exceptional. You know, it's, one, it's A100. But who's going to want to deal with that? I mean, I can understand Pac-Man Jones, you know, but at least he was throwing money and got to fight at a strip club. You know, that's – you know, I guess that's understandable. <laughs> you, you throw it too much money, you know, some guys get jealous. But it wasn't like this guy was driving around with DW, DWIs in the NFL or uh, many marijuana possessions. I mean, come on, like, put down the weed. You know, you just got to stop, you know. And along with driving around drunk in the city of Cleveland, like, come on, you got too much under your belt to be dealing with this. You got camp coming up. You know, you were already – well, he was already on the looks of being suspended for quite some time. But now with the DWI, I, your career, you're, you're pretty much finished in Cleveland for yeah. sure. Yeah, well, and and the thing with Justin Blackman, which is he's been suspended indefinitely uh, by the NFL, maybe this is what they need to kind of get some sort of uh, uh, perspective on what they have and what they lost uh, by being suspended indefinitely by the NFL. Maybe they'll come back as 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 changed people, and I mean, and I, I like to give people second chances. I mean, well, look at and I'm going to segue really quickly. Look at baseball, okay? So you get suspended for 50 games for your first offense for performance enhancing drugs, and then you can come back and play right away. Look at Nelson Cruz, who is the starter for the American League All Star team. He was suspended 50 games last year at a precarious time in the season when he was able to come back for their playoff game. Mm-hmm. 
and, and so he's a cheater, and he gets to come back and play again. I don't know if it's different with uh, substance abuse as opposed to performance-enhancing drugs in the NFL, which seemingly it is, because you know performance-enhancing drugs is four games, and then for a first offense, and what is it, six or six or eight for the second one, and that that's what's reported. I mean, we don't know how many times people have gotten popped before it gets it gets brought to the media's attention. Is the NFL doing the correct thing, and is Major League Baseball being too lax, or can you not even compare the two when it comes to substance abuse and performance enhancing drugs? Because I, I I just don't I just don't honestly don't know the answer to that. I mean, I know substance abuse that's illegal substances a lot of times with marijuana. It's still illegal. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's right. paving the way a little bit, but it's still an illegal substance. So I'm not sure if the NFL is saving face. I'm not sure if they care about Josh Gordon at all. I don't. I just don't know if they want it to be a druggy leak. Right. So I mean, there's a lot of ins and outs to this story, and if he's suspended indefinitely, he goes to rehab. Like, look at Alden Smith. Alden Smith uh, uh, went to rehab on his own for alcohol abuse, and then he got to come back and play right when he was done. So if Josh Gordon says it. Yeah, yeah, I'll go to rehab. For this amount of time, can I play afterwards? I mean, oh, why won't they say yes? He should have been have done that though. You know, he got caught like what second, third time with marijuana possession. I mean, come on. I mean, I understand he he he's young. He's only twenty three. He's already at elite level, like at his position at what he does. So, I mean, he he had his chances to do so. I mean, look look at Tyron Matthew. He skipped a whole year at LSU. You know, after he got suspended. He said, forget it, I'm not about to waste any games and come back. I'm just going to go to rehab, get myself together. And I think maybe that has something to do with Josh Gordon. Maybe he just needs to get himself together. I don't know. Maybe he has personal issues and they haven't came out. I mean, you're 23. You know, I'm 23. So when I have personal issues or, you know, things that come upon me, I'm not the one that I had to learn to open up and say things, you know, that, hey, I need help. I need to, you know, you're young. You don't want to you know, punk out and be, you want to be that tough guy still. Like, yo, I can handle this. Uh, suspension's none to me. I'll, I'll change. I'll stop. But then you don't. You keep doing, you know, what you're, what you're not supposed to do. So maybe he needs some personal help, some, somebody above him that he, you know, he looks up to uh, professional, on a professional level of like, hey, man, you got to knock that off. Somebody needs to come talk to him, you know. And, hey. the, and, the, and another uh, strike against him is that, the owner didn't draft him, the GMs knew, and the head coaches knew. So this is none of their guys, quote-unquote. So, yes, he's, mm-hmm. he's a supreme talent, and it, however, he's alone in that franchise. You know, people look at what he did on the field last year, they're salivating, but if he can't get on the field, he's of no worth to anybody, which is, which is so harsh to say, and I'm saying as, as a player, not as a person. Right. You know, as as the product that they put on the field, he's of no worth if, first of all, he can't get on the field, and second of all, they have no ties towards him because nobody drafted him. In, that's still in the Cleveland uh, Browns franchise. This begs the question, and I, I would obviously say no to this answer before I ask it, do you think that with the issues that have happened with players more and more frequently nowadays, do you think that franchises will draft 50-50 based on character and talent as opposed to taking top-tier guys that have issues in the past. Aaron Hernandez, Josh Gordon. I mean, I'm not comparing the two, mm-hmm. not, not in the same arena, but in, in the issue, quote-unquote, department, do you draft based on character? Johnny Manziel, you can put in there, too. Well, or, or do you need to take the talent 
to put the best product on the field, even if it's for only eight games a year. Well, they're going to look at the talent that they need that fits their systems or not with the NFL. But at the same time, I think the agents do a great job of selling their clients because, you know, they don't they never tell, you know, too much. If certain NFL teams, once they have meeting or when they meet with you as a client and, you know, they break it down to, hey, what you know, we heard about this situation. What's what's the deal with that? You know, they do a great job of having their clients sell themselves. Like, don't yeah, but there's a police report. A police report you can't sell. I mean, Aaron Hernandez had issues in Miami, countless issues. Marijuana possession. He was in that. He was in that club fight uh, uh, where supposedly he didn't fire a gun, and somebody went to jail for him. And it comes out that he could potentially be the one that shot the guy's eye out or whatever it was. Yeah. So, but New England still took a chance on him, you know, and it's, and he was great for a while. They never won anything, but he was great for a while. Yeah. So, I, so they, so at that moment it was all about talent. Yeah. And, and I think that that's, that's always what it's been. But look at Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson has been a consummate professional ever since he stepped on that field and they sucked for the first few years. Yeah. All he did was show up every day, work hard and catch passes. That, that's what he does. Look at him. I mean, this is, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald. Arizona's been awful forever. You look at these top tier guys; they have. Look yeah. at the, it's ever since the ever since the Super Bowl, uh, uh, San Antonio Holmes not catch. They've been awful, but he goes out. He's a professional, and these are all top tier wideouts. They're both going to be Hall of Famers. Yeah. So Josh Gordon, with his numbers through the first couple of years of him being healthy, if he were to continue this, especially with as bad as that team was last year, I mean Jason Campbell was slinging the rock to him. You know Jason Campbell, we haven't heard from. Is it forever? <laughs> so, I truly believe that the NFL and franchises will still continue to draft talent first and worry about character later. Try to do it in house. Yeah, they try to. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was going to go with next. It's they try to deal with the character in house. Like, hey, you've done this. Well, I'm going to teach you how to do it the right way. But then once the player gets the role and showing his talent, you know, that's when you see a lot of. I mean, that's anywhere. You can go to any job, you know, once you're performing well, they'll lack off you. They won't um, keep that eye on you as much until you make a mistake. And then it's, okay, now I have to keep my eye on your back. You're, you're now a target again. Um, so it's really all about th- – there's no such thing as preventative measures in the NFL. It's all worry about it after it mm-hmm. happens. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I, let- I believe it is. I mean, that's what it, the status quo is showing, you know. Besides uh, Tyron Matthew for the Cardinals – he um he kind of showed before he got there and then so far he's been no no Flawless. problems yeah so they're doing their job with him I guess you could say he came in with a target on his back mm-hmm. for these other guys who's getting caught afterwards yeah like you said it's we're gonna build it in the house and right now it's not looking that well with guys like Josh Gordon maybe Johnny Menzel and uh, who's the other guy you name. Aaron Hernandez? Yeah, Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, my man. My well, man. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, so you have Johnny Menzel and Josh Gordon in Cleveland. The whole next man up thing doesn't really apply to them. They don't have the next man up. They don't because they're the number – well, Josh Gordon is the number one – I mean, he's, he was a top three receiver last year yeah. by the numbers. I mean, you, it, it's arguable, but I would say top three receiver. So nobody that they would bring in to punish him would benefit the Browns. There are very few guys in the NFL – that are so exemplary at their craft, at their, at their skills, skill position, n- nobody can come in and even do half of what they do. You know, is Greg Little going to do anything there? Is Miles Austin going to do anything there? They need him, and he knows it. 
And Johnny Menzel doesn't believe in Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer was on the bench. He was a third stringer in New England. You know, good Michigan State boy. And he comes to Cleveland. He goes 3-0, and then he tears his ACL last year. Mm-hmm. So this could definitely be a Kevin Cobb situation in Cleveland. And Johnny Menzel just like, all right, well, put me in, coach. Let me show you what I do. I don't have to prove anything until I get on the field. And that's obviously what he's showing. Right. we, we got to take a break. On the other side, we'll talk NBA free agency. And I'll tell you why I think that fans voting for the Major League Baseball All-Star Game starters is a joke. Carmen Lesser, Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, Demery Lachey in studio. We'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? <laughs> oh, Kwame. Uh, welcome back. Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk, VoiceAmerica.com. Alex Clancy, Demery Lachey in studio. Follow me on Twitter, at Clancy's Corner. Follow Demery around the streets because he doesn't have a, yeah, a Twitter find me, yet. Just find me in the street. <laughs> I got a LinkedIn account of my first name, last name, so find me on LinkedIn D-E-M-O-R-Y-L-A-S-H-A-Y. L-A-W-S-H-E. That's what I said. No, you said L-A-Y. No, I know. You're right. Okay. But, yeah, find me in the streets, though. Streets of Phoenix. It's hot out there. Yeah, I know. I, don't, I played golf yesterday for the first time what? in like five years. Yeah, my whole body hurts. So 107. <laughs> it was fine. It was a gorgeous day. You know, just like San Diego weather. <laughs> LeBron James, things are heating up about him going back to Cleveland. Things are heating up about Chris Bosh going to Houston. I feel like those two would be linked in together. Uh, If Chris Bosh goes to Houston, regardless of how much crap people talk about him, he he put up way more numbers than Dwayne Wade did in the playoffs. He is now the second best player on the Miami Heat team. And I I don't know why people dog on him all the time, but I, I truly believe that. Carmelo Anthony is now trying to decide between the Knicks and the Lakers. I'm not sure where Chicago went. I, tr- I think that one of the main reasons was because they can't offer him a max deal right now, which is the front office of the Chicago Bulls' problem. I don't know why uh, you, you would sign anybody, get rid of everybody if you want Carmelo, keep your starting five, and then fill in the pieces after that. I think the Knicks would have to take on Carlos Boozer's contract, which I don't think anybody wants to do. So that kind of pushes Chicago out and puts them into 
purgatory again. I mean, they're they're not going to win a championship without a, a great score. There, Doug McDermott might be that, but that's going to take years. Lakers can offer ninety four million dollars over four years. Knicks can offer five year one hundred twenty nine million. Does Carmelo want to take the reins of another franchise? It looks like in two years, Kobe will be gone. Might be the head coach for all we know. Hmm. And Carmelo will then be the star there. Pau Gasol has said that if Carmelo or LeBron goes to L.A., he will quickly sign with L.A. Resign, I should say. Pau Gasol is one of the most underrated players in the last 20 years in the NBA. He's a 15-9-4, power forward, 7-footer, great touch around the basket. He's never been fast, so I'm not sure why people think that. He's never played great defense. He can he, great on-ball defender. He can block shots still. Great from the free throw line, great from the field. I, I don't really know why the Lakers wouldn't try and re-sign him. I know it's, it would go for a lot of money. He would, he would, want, he would want some coin. But you, that's not a guy you want to see in a different jersey. So Carmelo... And again, Kwame gave me crap for this on Friday. I still don't. I still wouldn't like Carmelo if he was on the Lakers. And for those of you who don't know, I'm a huge Laker fan. I think that Carmelo lacks many things that what elite athletes should have in their skill set: defense, passing, shot selection. He doesn't have any of those. He just he just jacks it. And I, I'm almost going out there to say that I would almost rather the Lakers did not sign him. Oh, no. Yeah, because you know what? Let him be somebody else's problem. This is the same thing as you could draft Josh Gordon or you could draft, I don't know, Alshon Jeffrey and just hope that that he works out and Alshon Jeffrey doesn't have any off-the-field issues. You could wait for Kevin Durant to be a free agent at the end of next year, Kevin Love after the end of next year, there are a lot of big big boy free agents that will be free agents after the end of next season. And the Lakers have always known when to strike. They've always known when to make the correct decision. They've gotten lucky in some cases because Shaq decided to go there. Wilt decided to go there in the 70s, even though they didn't win a championship with him. Maybe they won one. No, no, no. They, they didn't win one with him. And this is the time that will show the way for the rest of the Lakers' future and then for the next 20 years. Yeah. This will be the determining factor. This offseason and next offseason will build the foundation for them for the next 20 years. Because people, once somebody's there, people are going to want to come, come there. The media market's huge, number two in the world, in the U.S., I should say. It's got beaches, best weather. You know, Everything is already in the Lakers' favor without them doing anything. And they just need to lure these top-tier free agents over here. If they sign Lance Stevenson, nope. Because Lance Stevenson's another guy, which we'll talk about a little bit later, who obviously wants more money than the Indiana Pacers think he's worth. So with all of this, I'm going I'm to ask you two questions. One, I want you to answer both in one word. Where do you think LeBron James will end up? Cleveland. Where do you think Carmelo Anthony will end up? L.A. Why? LeBron first. LeBron will be in Cleveland um, because... Pretty much, that's his. Home. I'm from Ohio. <laughs> yeah, he's from Ohio. His girlfriend or his wife now. I'm sorry. Uh, she loves it in Ohio. She loves her hometown. Um, Cleveland's doing all they can. I don't see why not. They have their pieces now with Wiggins, Kyrie Irving. They're young. Um, 
they have pieces where they can grow around LeBron for a couple of years. Um, I think it's just right for him to finish his career there. Does Dan Gilbert des- or does the owner deserve it? No, not not at all. But I think LeBron, uh, would LeBron James go there? I mean, the owner Gilbert, he he just gonna have to sit back and just keep his mouth shut. Does for the Dwayne rest. Wade leave? No, definitely not. He's not leaving Miami. He will not leave Miami. They're, they're gonna they're gonna give my uh, Dwayne Wade a deal. That he, I mean, he's not going anywhere. He's so, not leaving Miami. So Chris Bosh leaves. LeBron James leaves. Dwayne Wade stays. He already gave up. He opted out so mm. LeBron would come back. So he he was giving up twenty two million dollars a year or twenty one and a half million dollars a year for the next two years Correct. to take fourteen or fifteen for LeBron to come back. If LeBron doesn't come back, Chris Bosh won't come back, and he's there by himself. They're not going to give him the same amount of money. Why wouldn't he go to Chicago and go back home and maybe try to win a championship before he retires? Wouldn't wouldn't that make wouldn't that be make the most sense? I mean, yes, Miami's done a lot for him. He's done more for Miami than they've done for him. Yeah. So I'm not sure he was the one that got them together. I mean, Pat Riley, I'm sure had something to do with it, but he's like, hey, I want LeBron, I want Chris Bosch, make it happen. And he probably and he took less money than he than he would have taken if those two guys wouldn't have come there. So he's allowed to do whatever he wants. And I don't think he'd be looked at as a traitor if he went back home for the last two years of his career. No, I don't. <laughs> it's funny you gave him only two years. It's funny. But uh, I don't think Dwayne Wade. I think that's being nice. I think D-Wade. <laughs> I think D-Wade. I mean, he made South, South Beach is D-Wade right now. I mean, still, at the end of this day, I don't see him going anywhere. I don't oh, see South him Beach going is LeBron. To- that's LeBron City now. But at the end of the day, it's it's Dwayne Wade's first. Dwayne Wade gave LeBron the key to the city. You got to remember that. Like, yeah, but there are no know, duplicates to that. There, I mean, there is. I mean, yeah, it's still LeBron James's team, but it's Dwayne Wade's city. Dwayne Wade invited you to come here to play here with me. I recruited you in the side chick, Chris Bosh. I mean, right Get now, the side, with that. side. I mean, he's holding up the whole NBA right now. To be honest, Chris Bosh is. I mean, I think he he just needs to go ahead and just go to Houston. That would be a perfect fit for him. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, that would be actually. Miami hasn't made that many offseason moves yet to really lure in what LeBron wants to do, what D Wade and what Chris Bosh is seeing, because Chris Bosh is just riding LeBron's tail to the end, of the, to, to the end. And if he doesn't come back, then it's like okay, uh, see you later. But with Miami, I mean, they LeBron really hasn't seen no offense offseason moves yet. I mean, yeah, you you draft Sebastian Napier. I mean, I mean, is that is that it? Because LeBron you wanted him, they drafted him. Okay, that's one move. What have you done lately? What else? How are we going to build this bench? We opted out of our contracts, so you can. Yeah, but everything uh, so is everything afford. is predicated upon what LeBron does, because they they need they'll see what kind of cap room is left after LeBron signs the max deal or not. They'll have to sign. Dwayne Wade, they'll have to sign Chris Bosh, and then they'll have like $500,000 to sign the rest of the people. Yeah, I understand that, but at the same time, like, he, he's, he's a free agent. He's the ultimate free agent right now. So, therefore, he, his agent is out there looking at other places that do have pieces where, and they still can afford a max deal for him, that the pieces are already set. I mean, Cleveland, they said they're, they'll make way for him now. Phoenix is even in the bubble of, hey, we'll, we'll restart our team, and Keep some of our pieces together, uh, like a Dragic and uh, Bledsoe. Keep guys in green. Keep guys like them around LeBron James. I can see him even possibly going to Phoenix as a number two. I mean, regardless, Miami still has the key to LeBron right now. Um, 
but I just see him maybe like you asked me in my opinion. I think he goes to Cleveland. Yeah. If not Cleveland, it's between Miami. It's a toss up between Miami and Phoenix. So, in my goes, opinion, not yeah, no, no, and you know. I, I think he's going to stay in Miami. Um, but I mean, I and I said this last week that I, I would love to see him go home to Phoenix, but that's being glorified, glamorized a little bit more than what it really looks like. And what I mean by that is, Cleveland has a better team right now, top to bottom. No, so him going, him going back to going back home means he's going to a better team. So it's not like he's like, you know what? Let bygones be bygones. You guys stink, but I'm going to come back and play at home. That team is better. That team is better. It's younger. There's a better future there. They have a point guard. They have a presence down low in Tristan Thompson. Even though he's a little soft, he's a rebounder and a point scorer. Anderson Verjao will be in the league for 25 more years, it seems like. <laughs> they have arguably the best player in the draft, in theory. They have, you know, they have all the pieces, and all they need is him in the three position. So it, people say, you know, it would be nice if he went home. It would be great if he, you know, uh, brought the ties back together that were once severed. But he's going back to a team that's more talented. So yeah. I don't really see him as, like, this huge saint for going home. He's going to a team that can maybe they can get, they can get on a run and win a couple championships and put him in the conversation. Because that's where he wants to be in the conversation, and he's not yet. And he's still pretty young, mm-hmm. but with the way his body is made up and the amount of minutes he's played over his career, I really hope that his body holds up and gives him the chance to do so. It's not going to hold up in Miami, I don't believe. Uh, they're just going to keep rebuilding the same way they've been uh, building LeBron or the, the Heat they have been lately, putting so much on LeBron's shoulders. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, he can take a team to the championship and to the NBA Finals numerous times, but it's a toss-up at that point because it's such of a drag season, putting so much on his shoulders where he's out there playing 82 games and everybody else taking games off, but he's really not. And it's not – I don't see it as fair. And Miami, they should do all they can to throw that max deal, whatever, um, maybe even uh, exceed – like go over a match deal. Like, you know, because teams – is Miami going to match, you know, whatever other teams going to throw at LeBron? I think they will, but they have to, they even have to go even further for more, uh, I guess you could say, benefits in the contract because that man – I mean, he, he does so much for my too much. And you can tell by the end of the season that it dwells on him. And he's very, very tired, you know. Do you think he'll be able to mesh? And let me finish before answering. Do you think he'll be able to mesh with a point guard? He's never had a point guard in his career. He's had Daniel Gibson. He's had Mo Williams. He hasn't had a real bona fide point guard on any of his teams in the NBA. Mario Chalmers isn't a point guard. He's not. He doesn't facilitate. So do you think that he would be able to mesh with Kyrie Irving and be off the ball a little bit more and actually play his position instead of having to play the one, two, and three all at the same time? I think I think he would mesh very well with um with Kyrie Irving because if he does have to um because if he does have to bring the ball up, I mean Kyrie Irving's a great wing player in my sense. Yeah, yeah, I but mean, that's already changing the makeup of the team. Because Kyrie Irving's the point guard. Right. This isn't the triangle. You have to have set things if you want to win a championship. Look at San Antonio. Two people bring the ball up the court. Yeah. Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker. That's it. You have your set uh, stencil of what position everybody plays. The M- in, in Miami, 
It doesn't matter. Bring the ball up the court. Let's run the offense. Everybody can play every position. Chris Bosh can play the two. I mean, it doesn't matter because he can shoot from the outside. Everybody has their certain skill set in Cleveland, and you need to keep that. You need to adhere to that makeup if you want to win. LeBron can't just come in there and be point guard and move Kyrie no, to the two, which, no. which moves Wiggins to the three, which, you know, it's just it, it's already messing up everything. On the other side, we'll continue to talk about this. Again, I promise I'll talk briefly about the Major League Baseball all-star voting process. Cormac Lasseter Sports Talk. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Welcome to the Sports Talk, VoiceAmerica.com, at Clancy's Corner for me. At LinkedIn, at LinkedIn for Demry Lache. L A W S H E Y. No, no Y at the end. L A W S H E. Nice. I love that spelling. <laughs> nice. Thanks, um, so we're talking LeBron. Obviously, this will continue until I'm blue in the face because this is what everybody talks about until he decides what team to be on. We were talking about if LeBron would be able to fit in as a small forward and actually let Kyrie Irving run the point in Cleveland. I think it could work if that were the case. Kyrie Irving would be an all-star because there would be so much love given to LeBron on the defensive end. I mean, this it, it, he would elevate the Cleveland uh, Cleveland Browns, the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers in a different way than just being all-world. Right. He would play a position, which he's never done before. In high school, he would go get the ball at the top of the key and run the offense through him, which is him driving on seven guys and dunking. Like that that was the offense. That's what he's always that's all that he's ever known. That's all that he's ever executed. And if you look at the Cleveland team from when he was there before, that's how he did it. They didn't really have a point guard. They had Booby Gibson, they had Mo Williams, they had, you know, shooters Anthony Parker. They had guys like that. But they didn't have a point guard, and Cleveland has a point guard. So it'll be interesting to see if he can kind of move his game around a little bit because adapting in the NBA is how you elongate your career. Look at Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce doesn't do anything special. 
but he's changed his game. He has that little free throw line extended jumper, the little leaner. Yeah. He has a he has a, a he has a post up game now. He's the slowest guy in the NBA, but he's got a ring and he's going to be an all, he's going to be a uh, Hall of Famer. So LeBron just needs to tweak if he's going to join an actual team and not this monopoly of guys who are just kind of put together and being like, hey, go build chemistry now. It just doesn't happen like that. Carmelo, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. So you said Lakers. Yeah, I said Lakers. I said Lakers because, um, I mean, New York New York really hasn't done much for uh, Melo to continue his career in New York with surrounding players, I guess you could say, around him. I mean, they have made some moves. They, got, they moved Tyson Chandler. They got more money to spend. They traded all the surrounding players for him. When he went there. So they, they had a ghost yeah. town when he got there. Exactly. I mean, he's pretty much going to go back into a ghost town until Phil Jackson gets the players that he talked about, you know, getting and um, building in that triangle. I mean, that's just – I mean, and that's the situation he has going into New York. Um, yeah, they gave, they, they, they're they going to offer him a max deal over $100 million. That's fine and all. But L.A., they're going to do the same. And with the Lakers, he has Kobe Bryant there. Like you said, for two years. It's the city of L.A. Um, his wife loves L.A., by the way. She came out numerous times saying how much she loves. She misses California. Yeah, but she loved New York. That's why he went there. That's why That's why he yeah, loves it there so much. She didn't love it that much, obviously. I mean, I, I, she didn't love it that much, too well. Uh, she would rather be in uh, California than New York right now. But um, I, I just see him like with a better fit along with um, Kobe Bryant because Kobe is a smarter, I get a well better tone J.R. Smith kind of sense. I mean, he's J.R. Smith tried he's like the poor version of Kobe Bryant, of course. I mean, Kobe Bryant, he's smart. He can he's he's going to want to play with Melo. I mean, even back to the Olympics when they were playing together. Kobe said one of the best players like he loved playing with was Carmelo Anthony. So, and then you got you still got to uh you still get Steve Nash there, a veteran, another old veteran. But I mean, I think he would. He has one more push in him, I believe. So he just, they just needed some more help. I mean, a lot of these guys, I think in LA, they just turned the book on the Lakers once they start getting injuries, and they just. I mean, I, I still see fight in like a Steve Nash, Kobe Bryant. I think they have one more go in them. Yeah, even though Steve Nash said he's playing for money this year, yeah. and not retiring. Yeah. Uh, let's not <laughs> overlook for those uh, conspiracy theorists out there. LeBron and uh, Carmelo, Kobe, and Kevin Love were playing pickup basketball together at UCLA this past weekend. So, and I'm just saying, Kevin Love is a Cali boy. Kobe runs that town, and Carmelo Anthony's looking for a home. So, I mean, who knows? Wait, Kobe played pickup ball with these? Yeah, he played with Carmelo and Kevin Love. I mean, there are pictures taken, there's all this stuff. So, that's probably going to be nothing. It could be something. But. If you bring back, so this could be the potential starting lineup. I don't think Kevin Love would come here this year because the Lakers don't have the pieces. Unless they trade Julius Randle, which I really hope they don't do. Steve Nash, Kobe, Carmelo, Julius Randle, and Pau Gasol at the least. And you put Pau Gasol back as natural position of the center position, which uh, Mike D'Antoni refused to do when Dwight Howard was there. Mm-hmm. So the Lakers are formidable at that point. They need, they need to buff up their bench. But they got the point guard from from uh, Missouri, who's six five, so they have pieces. They have the Lakers are never Lakers have never missed the playoffs in back to back years. Maybe once they missed the playoffs back to back years once. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Major League Baseball All Star starters have been announced. 
the fans vote for these players. I think it's ridiculous. Bud Selig has made this game worth something. The winner, for those of you who don't know, the winner of the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, the Summer Classic, if the American League wins, they have home field advantage in the World Series. And same goes for the National League. Team could be 120 and 42, and another team could be 81 and 81 and barely make it into the playoffs. They win their division or win a wild card. And if they both make it to the World Series, the winning team of the All-Star Game gets home court, home field. It doesn't make any sense. Now, if it were if it were the the GMs and the managers and the owners, if they voted for the starters and the fans had, you know, 50% of the vote for the bench players, I might understand that. But putting so much weight in fans' hands who don't know much about baseball and they just vote for their, their home team hero, I think that's a detriment to whoever loses the All-Star game, especially if that team, that, the side that whoever loses the All-Star game brings out a better product to the World Series. All right. So I'm not saying all fans don't know what they're talking about. I'm saying a lot of fans are blind towards their home team. I mean, look at Nelson Cruz. Again, I alluded to him earlier. He cheated. He cheated last year. And now he has 20-some-odd home runs, and he's an all-star. Players, uh, fans look at numbers. They don't look at the story. Fans have very short-sighted memory. They don't understand the grand scheme of things. The players who cheat and lie about it and get caught, Ryan Braun, are welcomed back when they get to play, and when they get to play again. And I don't think that that's fair for whoever loses the All-Star game. I just don't think the fans should decide the fate of, of a team who makes it all the way to the World Series, especially if they have a better record that they should be playing on the road because the fans voted for the All-Star team uh, starters. And half those guys won't even be playing in, this, in, in the World Series, let alone the playoffs anyways. Half those guys are not even going to play in the All-Star game. <laughs> well, they play about what two innings and then yeah, the starters right. are done. Yeah, so I mean, and that's and even to that point, even more, and and that's probably an argument for the fans voting because unless a team scores eight runs in the first two innings, yeah, then then it's still the managers and and uh, GMs and owners that that vote for the guys to play the the majority of the game. I just don't think the fans should have any say. So would you say not have the fans vote and have the GMs and owners uh, predict the teams? But would you still have the rule of if the American national team, whichever team wins, has the home field advantage? Yeah, in the I would do it if, if the people that know the most about the game are the ones that are putting the players on the field, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because then it makes it relevant. The ratings have skyrocketed since Bud Selig has made this. I think it was, what, I don't know, five or six years ago that could have even been, yeah, five or six years ago when they were, ended with a tie because it went into extra innings and Bud Selig just called it. After that, he made it worth something. And... Yeah. I, I'm not against that. I mean, I understand that it's ridiculous that half the players that play in the World Series in the playoffs won't be on the field or they'll only be on the field for six outs or you know, something like that. Right. But at least it's, it would be the, the big wigs of Major League Baseball that would make that decision. I still think fans would watch it, even though they had no say in who was starting. Carmel Lester Sports Talk, we got to get out of here. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. <laughs>
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.